traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Yo, you're checking out Red Pill Tamales. It's 100% listener funded. We can't be censored thanks to you. If you want to join our Patreon, hit us up. Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill Tamales. Or just search Red Pill Tamales. What it do if you're tired of politics? You've come to the right place, man. This is Chingo Chats. This is where we take a whole bunch of CBD and just get to talking shit. I have no idea what we're about to talk about. Do we ever, though? No, we don't. That's what makes it so good, man. I am your host, Chingo Blingo, with the big tamarindo. We got the homie producer, Rob. Hello, everybody. In the building. I've been chewing this man's ear off for, Every, the, for the past two hours. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it's, it's a part of the job, and it's great, and we do it because of the TIA. Yes, sir. Um, we talked about a lot on... on uh, on Red RPT, Red yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time I think we do it, we you know we level up, and it's for better or for worse. There's a lot going on, so if there wasn't a lot going on, the show wouldn't be as great as it's getting, and mm-hmm. that it okay. is. Oh yeah, you absolutely right. You yeah. know, uh, so it's like a double-edged sword because that's a good point. <laughs> it's a catch twenty-two there. We wish that things were just peaceful and you know fucking happy-go-lucky all the time. We're kind of like CNN. The drama helps us. It does. <laughs> the difference is we're actually reporting what's happening and not just yeah, shifting and, making and shaping shit up. narratives. And yeah. making shit up. Yeah. And we're patriots because we want America to do well. Absolutely. Can you imagine living in an area where you're like, I hope this place crumbles. Yeah, we don't want civil war. We don't want a race war. We don't want people to uh, have weird perceptions about police and stuff like no. that. No, I want it to be summertime, which it feels like it already is, except today is kind of chilly for the yeah. first time in a while. But mm-hmm. you want it to be warm outside. You want to be able to go hang out with people, at the, go to the beach, go to the park. And just enjoy your fucking life. Have some meals, walk into the grocery store and without your mask. Yeah. How are, you, out. How are you enjoying your life right now outside of, uh, of work? Have you, because last time we talked, or not last time, but a while ago now, I was expecting to see maybe a keyboard, a guitar. <laughs> uh, we haven't really quite gotten the internet so we can start gaming. Oh, yeah. Okay. So speaking of gaming, um, my 12-year-old Mickey, I had got her a Wii U. A few years back she was like real little she might have been six or seven but um that little wii u i went and dusted it off and went and got the plugs that it needed so they have so now valentina mm-hmm. she's about to be three in july now she's playing just dance Ooh. on wii u uh she's playing splatoon on wii u uh so basically we just hooked it up like last night and, and it was the best idea ever because my two daughters are dancing around, giggling and playing, and they finally have a sibling, and there's a third one on the way. So now Violet's going to be able to show uh, uh, the, the baby, like, when it's her turn to pick up a little controller, like, no, 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 I see no, mira, yo te enseño. Dude, you beat me, because I introduced the twins to the Xbox at three, mm-hmm. and Penny's not even two yet. Well, Penny's, uh, um, yeah, she two and three quarters. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's cool, dude, because, you know, it's like with all tech. People want to try to, and I understand, limit the amount of tech time, which I understand, but... As they get older, it's not like they're going to have less of this in their life. They're going to have more of it, right? So you yeah. might as well get them as good as possible at using these things, you know. And it helps with finger dexterity and, you know, mind, you know, elasticity and all that. And not to mention, it was the best feeling ever that we're hanging out in Penny's room. I'm on the top bunk and music's playing like, I want to be happy, come yeah. along. And they're just like, 
dancing around and giggling and messing up and falling and almost breaking the controller and <laughs> screaming at each other. But music was playing. And uh, what more do you want, man? You just, you know, I don't want to be at the club. That, yeah. that, that was the club. That was the shit. That was a club. That ship has sailed, right? And good riddance. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I like music. You know, still sip a little alcohol here and there. Oh, and yeah. I like people. I, I love comedy clubs. It's just the whole idea of being in a VIP, people staring at you, you're paranoid, somebody might throw a Corona bottle because you voted for Trump. <laughs> and, uh, and you, you, you know, you got a little tequila in you. Now you want to practice your jujitsu on the next motherfucker to talk shit. You, you already, you trying to see how you could do a little arm bar on someone. Like how you did a choke and said arm bar. Yeah. Just, you mother. Bitch rookie you know a little toe uh, a toe lock i need to get back in jujitsu but like you mentioned um i still ain't got that guitar i've been slacking on the little piano app um really i'm behind on my studio my music shit the comedy album ain't it's like as soon as touring picked back up so many plates that i was trying to juggle mm-hmm. were just like uh, i haven't finished that song it's like comedy album i need to make studio time for that and still all this dude a feature and it's like just just in the category of getting in the studio and wrapping stuff up it's like there's only so much bandwidth yeah you know it's like you're traveling you're, you're driving back from lubbock you got to go live. You pushing tickets. You promoting your tour. You ain't pushed your album. You got merch about to come out. You need to schedule that photo shoot. Yeah. I tell you what, you put, do a pretty damn good job of juggling all these plates. Well, I got to give Mighty Soul credit because she be on my motherfucking ass. That's she how you be whip on out that planner the other day. Man, she be on my ass till like one in the morning. Like, uh, don't forget, uh, you still got to da-da-da-da. We need to look into this. And did you reply to this? And we got to start planning this out. We got to do pre-production on this. And what's the plan with this? And what's the deal with tomorrow? What time do I tell Luisa to come in to watch Penny? And uh, <laughs> and that's why usually when you have you're... have an orgasm or are you fucking panicking? What are you doing? Both. <laughs> it's a panic orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. That's usually a bad sign. <laughs> Adrenochrome's coming out. <laughs> hey, whoa. We're talking about some elitist shit here. Adre- well, what is that adrenochrome it's like fear and like panic and like a some weird hormone that your body releases or something that the elite drink to stay young though right they like scare kids to get it out of them or something but anyway <laughs> that's part of the uh, red pill tamales podcast i am not alex jones this is chingo bling and this is chingo chats but um i was posting some of the raps and the verses and um like posting little clips and mm-hmm. like the one with bo bundy that uno dos love it put it up on tiktok and just reminding these motherfuckers i'm nice with the mic i can still rhyme i could pop shit on a track like i've inspired a whole but i've heard so much more spanish and raps i've heard i'm not i wasn't the first one to throw a little bit of spanish in my shit but i was the one figuring out what rhymes with this what rhymes with that what has never been said how could i make this a metaphor how do i equate this and how do i switch the words on that and um and I feel like I don't get enough credit, Rob. I agree with you. Because these people quick to call me all kind of, you know, sellouts and coconuts and this and that. But it's like, I still got that heat. And like, don't be mad at me because I'm red pilling people. And people, I'm starting to make sense to people. But um, but yeah, I did the track with uh, Heavyweight Music. I got that clip ready to go. So, so social media, man, I'm just, what you want? Explain this to me. When people release deluxe albums, 
in a, if you had to give somebody an elevator pitch of what that really is, what, what is the purpose and the reason behind somebody releasing a deluxe? Well, back in my day, you know, back when they had yeah. re- record stores and CDs, a deluxe album was like a marketing thing. Okay. A lot of times it was a marketing thing. It'd be like a bonus DVD or like uh, remixes or like, it's a marketing thing. Like only, <clears throat> only X amount of these were made and these are only going to drop like, let's say it was a Jay-Z deluxe album or some shit. You know, you had to get that copy first because those were going to sell out first and then you're going to be stuck with the regular version. I made a deluxe uh, version for the uh, They Can't Deport Us All. I believe it had a, a DVD included. It was a bonus DVD. Hmm. So it's mainly a, a marketing tool. Sometimes the artist can use it as a way to get out of his contract sooner. Mm, so As it, another project? Yes. Ah. So if you owe a label, let's just say five albums, you you might want to drop a double album and be like, okay, I only owe you three, right? But uh, depending on your contract and your lawyer and how good of a negotiator you are, there might be a clause in there that says you're wasting your time, you're wasting your music, we're only going to count it as one release. So depending on the lawyer lingo... Mm-hmm. That's why when I was in the in the middle of navigating the music business, I had to do a crash course. I literally would have to like give record labels the runaround to buy time and study and finish reading that book and calling the consultant to explain some shit mm. and looking for a good lawyer and you just holding them off like, uh, we'll get back to you. I, yeah. When is that meeting? Okay. Okay. Schedule it far back as we can. And you're... You want to get a bidding war, which mm-hmm. we did. We made all that shit happen. Just independent, out the trunk, grassroots, right out of Texas. A Mexican. So I say that, I, I, or I asked that to say this, and I was just thinking about this literally yesterday because I was listening to, you know, a lot of your stuff is in a lot of my playlist. Um, what, how does this sound? And I'm just talking out loud, trying to get the idea out to form it into an actual idea. If you have all these fire-ass tracks and albums that you've released over the past, including the new one, Versace Mariachi, just uh-huh. came out. And we've talked about those tapes that you have that you finally got somewhere, right? That you were talking about making yeah, like a... They're on a, they're, they're on a hard drive. Some of the tapes, I had them transferred to digital. So the idea in my head was, man, there's so much fire that's living in these old albums and mixtapes and, and singles or collaborations even. And there's a new generation of young Mexicans and Mexican Americans coming up who will inevitably hear some of these tracks. W- wouldn't like a, a deluxe that maybe came with this mini series documentary thing that we've been talking about for years now? You put that together, but also be able to cut in the current day Chingo Bling and the current day thoughts and the current day uh, perspective. Because you have like those songs where it's like, what's the one where it's like, Te sientas en tu trono por solana? Wasn't that an Obama one? Okay, okay. So, so uh, you're trying to, so you're saying, Pick out the ones that are dropping lyrics about. Yeah, politics. yeah, because it's 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 everywhere. It's from they can't afford saw like literally just saying that phrase to also like pointing out um, you know certain in I don't know but certain aspects of an administration during that time, the current administration, the administration that came just before this current one. And every like it would seem like almost every four years I would drop some version of Chingo for president. Right, right, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I just had that thought and I was trying to put it together like. That has to be a deluxe idea in, in the near future in, in order to not just like have it for the current fans and the ones that have been fans for a long time like myself, but the ones that are going to peep it on TikTok, maybe saw it, you know, somewhere on SoundCloud or whatever and be like, here's all the fire plus as many doc series or, or whatever we want to call it or whatever you want to call it. Well, you know what we should do? 
uh, we should get a, a little dry erase board and just kind of plot out what a let's just call it a youtube documentary mm -hmm. right it'll just be free that way we don't have to worry right now about how do you put up a paywall and right. ignore that part like a dry race bullet point like a skeleton of the story so let's just say hypothetically we said the first third is is going to be all the old footage but it's going to cut back to like interviews mm -hmm. like who who's going to be interviewed you yeah. know on what section and then let's just say before you wrap it all up you got to really dive in current day uh let's just say you mixed in some like stuff that pertain to stand up mm -hmm. or, or whatever whatever the story is whether it's how did a lifelong democrat walk away from the democratic party yeah or how did mr they can deport us all change his mind about trump and and politics in just uh, in general yeah yeah and i and i could back up all my shit because remember i'm older than i was before so who do you know gets dumber as they get older? <laughs> who it do you know? how much drugs I've done, but yeah. I guess, but like, I really can't think of an example of someone who lives life longer and has more experience. No, totally. And maybe doesn't gain a little bit of perspective or wisdom, you know, considering CNN just got exposed. And yeah. you could listen to RPT for that. But anyway, I'm serious about us sitting down maybe just marinate on it mm -hmm. and just be like chingo i just saw this documentary and i like how they were explaining this and that in the third and it'd be cool if you took that footage and interviewed like you know baby bash and and some of these comedian people mm -hmm. and somebody michael berry get your conservative friends on there and and who is chingo and pitbull yeah 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 let's let's try to see a pit go you know make some time and shit because i know he's busy as a motherfucker mm -hmm. but um regardless of who it is like What's the story we trying to tell and how do we tell it? Because it's cool that some of the people that come to the shows, just by the nature that I'm 41, yeah. you know, you're going to somehow, some way you're going to have people that are like, man, I didn't know who the fuck you were. I never heard your stuff. Like he brought me or, you know, this person brought me or It's my first time or I never heard of you. Or if, a lot of people said, this is my first stand up comedy show ever. So we were like people's first experience. That's, recently yeah all the time oh, every wow. every especially when you're dealing with rasa right sometimes rasa too busy working maybe you're from a small town you just never had the opportunity mm -hmm. maybe you never had the interest um maybe there's not a comedy club where you're at whatever so i could definitely see that being a thing but it's so cool to be the first experience because they're always gonna that almost sets the bar right so now the next show they go to whether it's they saw a flyer they went with a friend or there's a comedian in town they like now they're not that they're up against us but now their their experience is kind of like man they were both good shows mm -hmm. and like i'm hooked and i felt so good and every time i bring people from work and, and they leave having a good time and they're keeping the art form alive and this art form ain't never been closer to being in its deathbed than right now only because new york ain't open la ain't open a lot of places ain't open a lot of places that had a comedy scene it got discombobulated due to bars clubs restaurants everything shutting down comics spreading like just bouncing people leaving california leaving new york just going back home moving to austin moving to nashville and uh, it's an interesting time for stand-up because uh, Jason, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Rouse or Roos. Oh, the he's Canadian from, gentleman? He's from, he's from Canada. 
and I'll be sending him clips when I see shit because stuff's popping off in Canada. Maybe next episode on RPT, we dive in and just do a segment on Canada. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw the video yesterday where there's like they're trying to do a third lockdown and the people are completely rebelling. Man, shit's hitting the fan. Yeah. We should definitely cover that on that's, RPT. That's a good point, yeah. Along with a whole segment just about the border. Like, yeah. here's what we know. Just Here's the updates. Di- digestible to where it's like, hey, the left is saying this, the right is saying that. Here's the ob- objectivity, whatever. Anyway. Uh, to touch on that, and that's why podcasting is so great, too, for comedians specifically. It's great for everybody that has a voice, that has a product, service, and wants to reach a new audience and really uh, really attach themselves to that audience. Because uh-huh. with this, if people tune in every week or multiple times a week, you're in between their brain all the time. They're more than likely going to buy your product, you know, uh, your service, see you live or whatever. But for Mexican-Americans or any kind of raza, if you've never been to a show, like you said, like I know plenty of people from where I grew up, coming out an hour to the improv for a lot of them is just like not doing it. But if they caught wind of your podcast because it's funny or informative or whatever, they're more likely to then become a live entertainment fan as well. And vice versa. If they've seen you live, they're like, oh, shit, he's got a podcast. And I know there's still tons and tons of people that have never seen you live or have never heard your podcast, but they're fans of the other. There's a lot of rasa that don't know what the fuck a podcast is. A thousand percent. And I think I remember reading the statistic where... It's only growing, though. It's only spreading. It is. As a matter of fact, uh, we talked about this probably at the end of last year when we first started again that there's there was a million podcasts on iTunes. Now, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at content uh, platforms, YouTube has like, I don't know, double, triple that, like three, four, five million, or it might have been even more than that. Like, Podcast? Uh, channels, YouTube oh, channels. Okay, okay, okay. Whereas in comparison, you, uh, iTunes had just hit a million shows last year. Mm. So it's still in, in its infancy in comparison to something like YouTube. Uh, and now it's already, that was only six months ago. Now it's crossed over, uh, over two million, I think. On Apple Podcasts? It's doubled already in the last six months. So maybe it's because of quarantine or because of the mm. lockdowns or whatever, people started more shows. But there's a lot more out there to be found, if that it's, makes sense. Yeah, it's probably a lot of variables. Yeah. And it oh, re- sorry, and, to, start, and mm-hmm. to, to keep on going on that, Mexicans in general, like the brown demographic, were less, they were, they were a smaller percentage of listeners to podcasts. If you find that, send me a screenshot. Okay. all right. Because I, I want to do my part and have people be like, I, I never used to listen to podcasts. Yeah. I've learned so much from podcasts. I'm entertained. Um, I'm a fan of podcasts. And Chingo was the first one. I yeah. remember him mentioning. Because literally today, when I, I haven't checked the comments on this new post when I put a clip from uh, RPT. But a lot of people are like, where do I tune in? How do I? What's a podcast? Where do I listen? Yeah. Where? And I'm like telling them, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever. Stitcher, Google. Google what? Google Play? Yeah, actually, they well, they had Google Play and then Google Podcast. Google Podcast? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were doing away with one or the other and like bringing them together. But either way, you can literally find it. And Podbean, I think you find it on Podbean. Um, there's tons of them. I wonder if to... Okay, no, it's next Thursday. I got to do the Ana Paulina thing. Okay. Because I'm like, shit, I think I missed something. But this is what I want to say. The amount of reps that we're getting with podcasting, the amount of content that, mm-hmm. we're, that we're putting out on a weekly basis... Um, hopefully we're saying stuff that could become an inside joke to where like, Chingo, you got to pee? Oh, dude, you, that's already such okay, an inside joke. Okay, good, great. You know, because we're getting a community. Yeah. And it reminds me of when I first started dropping mixtapes. When me, DJ Eddie DeVille, uh, Stunner Man, Lucky, Coast, like uh, so many others to name, right? But like the whole little crew, the whole little Marvel universe of Mexican rappers dropping mixtapes. 
we were put we were distributing mixtapes for others we there were so many record stores um my sister had a crazy list of record stores boom 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 my cousin Madeleine's shipping out shirts and everybody's working my sister pat doing some shit my mom my she had the post office like it's just like a big old family operation and we were in the studio here's the point we were dropping so much stuff that it it created this momentum where it's like that was our podcast back then it's like, this is my mixtape now. So people would come up to me and quote stuff from skits yeah. that I didn't really, I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, hey, ba 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 da 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 yeah. right? And I'm like, that sounds really familiar. What movie is that? They're like, bro, you dropped that like three mixtapes ago or some shit. <laughs> and it was like track seven on that one. And, you know, it was Kings of Spring Break hosted by Paul Wall. And it was you and Eddie DeVille. And, and they had this song and y'all freestyled over this. And Stunna killed that verse. And Lucky was featured on this. And and it was like this, um, almost like a little broadcast network. It mm-hmm. was like your mom's house, mm-hmm. the, uh, the podcast uh, umbrella. But that's what I'm, that's one of the things I'm really enjoying about podcasting is that it's just all potential. It's all growth. Yeah. Like the stats you just mentioned, the fact that it's only going to be more and more people getting hip to who the fuck Chingo Bling is, what the fuck a podcast is. And for different reasons. And for different reasons. If you can wrap your mind around that. For the longest time, you're, this is, I think we talked about it recently, your 20th or 21st year in, in you know, entertainment, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, time to put that candle out. <laughs> People, we, we done breathed in all that wax. Yeah, right. Uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, people, you know, they, they were fans of the music and the skits. And if, if people forget how much stuff you've put out because I've been with you where somebody might bring up uh, a sketch or a line, like you said. A voiceover. Yeah, and you'll just be like, and it's not to be rude, but you're just like, oh, yeah, like you'll think about it and be like, yeah, yeah, I think we did something like that. And, you know, and, the, and that might have been the thing that got them into you. Uh-huh. And you'll just be like, uh, yeah, I think we did something like that. But just because you put so much shit out, like there's no way you're going to remember every line from everything you've ever done. Yeah, because stuff spreads too. So you might do a voiceover that just makes the rounds on YouTube. Or you might do a skit on Facebook and then that shit makes the rounds. There might be a TikTok that gets a bunch of views. I mean... I don't know why, I, I, I don't know if the word is prolific, but like, we, this is just a sign of the times. It's like people expect you to put out content every week. Mm-hmm. If you ain't dropping new stuff, you ain't constantly uploading, if you're not all up in their face. And I just feel that we're being very effective with the community building because that's key. Like, you know what I mean? Shouting out the patrons on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting familiar with some of these names. You're you're reading uh, some of the messages and stuff. You're like, okay, yeah, this person always sends it. Or like, oh, yeah, yeah, like Gabe. Mm-hmm. Gabe gets a shout out damn near every He episode. does, dude. He really does. Him and Hop Society, a couple of them, they'll, to my personal one, they send me some interesting shit. Well, yeah. And, and I remember telling the story when I first met him and his brothers. Oh, at the Houston. Yeah, where yeah. he's like, I never used to bump your shit. I would avoid it. I ain't want to have nothing to do with it. The shit was anti-American to me. And I'm like, man, sorry, dude. I didn't <laughs> I didn't really, I was dumb. I didn't really look at it like that. I wasn't burning American flags. I wasn't talking shit about America. But I did have a little chip on my shoulder mm-hmm. about they don't care about Raza and Orale. Look how they, you know what I mean? They're making the immigrants. They blaming everything on immigrants and fuck that. And Because I was brainwashed, I believe, CNN. And I just bought the narrative that Republicans are the bad guys, Democrats good guys. Case closed. I wish I could be around when you were just watching like Rachel Maddow on TV, just being like, yeah, you tell him, Rachel. I never saw, I never used to watch her, but like. I know, but we could pretend you But did. like, for instance, 
for instance, I wanted to bring this up on RPT, <laughs> but since we're on a subject. Okay. If you want to join our Patreon, hit us up. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Or just search red pill tamales. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.